Buongiorno and welcome to my podcast, My Way of Thinking, or My What for short, hosted by me, Lee Greeno, here live from the Man Cave every Monday. And of course, it is Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and a new year the best you could. Welcome to 2021. Ooh, hoo, hoo. You know, it's got my on. A bit cold. Weather's definitely changed. Look, I hope you're doing really well um, and just doing the best. Oh, and if you heard that, that was more. This is what Santa bought me. A little baby odor. Uh, he does do the force and all sorts. But I must remember to switch him off when I'm doing the podcast because of the what. Oh, here we go. It's doing the force. I must remember to switch him off because I don't know where the button is actually. Got it. Uh, yeah, it keeps going off just for no reason, like a ghost. Um, so, yeah, I hope you all had a great Christmas. Now, my way of thinking is just a talk show, well, talk show, an educational mishmash of me talking and spurting, but finding out about amazing, brilliant human beings uh, from all over the world. The stories can vary massively, um, but with the guests I'll be interviewing, you'll always be able to take a little bit of advice or insight into how extraordinary we can all be. There's only four rules. One, no bullshitting. Two, no judging. Three, no negativity. And four, have fun. Now, today, I'm speaking to Claudia Goeselman, um, all the way from Germany. Now, Claudia is fantastic. She is, if you've ever had the travel bug, this lady, it was in her blood when she was born. And you'll find out all about that in the interview. She runs um, a website called Permission to Bloom, which is just brilliant. If ever you get a chance, go on that. But she also does yoga meditation she's also an ad photographer which is what helped her with her travels um just a fascinating lady lovely full of mindfulness and just so easy to talk with and got a brilliant aura about her so i hope you enjoy this. this is the first one for 2021 like i say there's going to be some amazing ones coming up in this year but i thought i'd start nicely with claudia because she's such a lovely person so here we go this is me <laughs> the frog in the throat <laughs> speaking to claudia Okay, I've got a fantastic guest today. Welcome, all the way from Germany, Claudia Goeselman. Did I get that right? <laughs> You've got that right. It took a few times, but you got it. <laughs> I know what it's like because my surname's terrible. My surname is actually Greeno, but the way it's uh, written, it sounds like Green Hoff, Green How. So mm. it's just an all through school. I was like, oh, people just get it wrong all the time. I thought about getting it changed by Depot <laughs> to make it easier. <laughs> you know, I changed. So Götzelmann, very German name, but I've lived around the world for, yeah. you know, more than, you know, more my, most of my life, let's say. Yeah. So I actually changed the, the O with the Dutz to an O-E because oh, right. I thought that would make things easier, but it actually did and <laughs> made things more complicated. <laughs> and oh. my parents were really upset with me. Oh, were they? But too late now. It's oh. changed officially. Wow. <laughs> It's fine by me. Right, now, what I always do, Claudia, is uh, when I first interview someone, I'll always talk about something interesting or funny news or facts. And obviously, you're from Germany originally, so I haven't had an interview from Germany yet. So I thought, let's, let's, what I'll do, ask you some facts about Germany, and you can tell me if it's utter rubbish off the internet, 
or it's actually true? <laughs> I hope I know it because, you know, I'm only half German, but okay, we go okay, there. We'll, 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 try, we'll try it, we'll try Did you go to school in Germany? I did, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so on the first day of first grade, every child gets a giant cone filled with toys and candies. And you can also have things like uh, quite expensive gifts in there as well, apparently. Is that correct? That is true yeah it's a truth it's like makes you so excited to go to school yeah you want to go to school <laughs> what did you get in yours oh my god probably yeah candy i'd say yeah all filled with candy that's brilliant mm -hmm. idea though that is <laughs> isn't it you know what i mean every kid's gonna go aren't they if you were well, first day yeah. first day for sure <laughs> Yeah, it's just the other days. Uh, now, the next one, this is an amazing fact. College is free for everyone, even non-Germans. So, um, Lower Saxony was the last state to scrap public university tuition. Now, getting a degree is free for international students too. Uh, that is amazing, isn't it? Is that true? That is, that is also true. And there is no age limit. You can go back to university whenever you desire. And I think that's awesome yeah. that you can pick up at 60 and like, I'm going to go back to university and study. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. here, the tuition fees for university, I mean, they're over £9,000 a year, uh, which is ridiculous. But that, that just, that can only, uh, what they're doing in Germany can only help the economy because like you say, people who maybe have lost their job or want to train as something else, well, there's nothing holding them back, is there? Mm -mm. No. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Now, this is a fun one. The government can and will reject weird baby names. According to German law, a person's gender must be obvious by their first name. So the civil registry office can refuse names that don't comply. Uh, reapplying can be costly. So that's why many parents go for traditional names like Michael and Maria. Is that correct? <laughs> Wow, that's obscure, but okay. I mean, I I guess it's true. I don't know, but you know, knowing the the rigid Germanness, it's probably true. <laughs> it's true. Google said so. Now, this is a good one. Uh, everything is closed on Sundays except church and brothels, of course. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 called a quiet day. Uh, and you can't even do work in the house like drilling or anything like that as Sundays like that. That is true. And if you put a nail in the wall and your neighbor gets, can, gets upset, he can call the police and you will be shut down and fined. Wow. Yeah. How much would you be fined? I don't know, maybe 20, 50 euros. I just, you know, you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you put a nail in the wall and so the police come round. Right now, this is I the mean, this is the final fact. Um, you remember that uh, sweet, sticky orange soda from birthday parties, basically Fanta. Uh, that stuff they basically uh, make it for eight-year-olds in birthday cakes. Uh, it's actually called a Fanta Kuchen which translates to Fanta cake. Is that correct? I have no idea. I don't know. This is like, where did you find this? 
I don't. It's Google. It's it's true. It's Google. <laughs> no, so basically, you've got I to mean, learn it. Go on. No, I mean this is you know I probably newest latest German birthday party trends. I've, I'm not up to them, so. So basically, you've got a load of young eight-year-olds running around going crazy because they've had that much sugar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll throw that uh, away. <laughs> Some were true. Anyway, thanks, uh, Claudia, so much for joining me. I know you're in Germany at the minute, so we had to sort of work out the time difference. It's only an hour. I mean, the other day I had someone from Australia, so that, that was quite working that timing out. Was, was quite interesting. Um, but you've got a fascinating story. So first of all, obviously you've been around the world and we'll talk about that later, but you, you started off in Germany, of course, I, I, I'm guessing you went to school. Tell us a little bit about growing up. Did you travel other places or was it all in Germany? No, I think I was born with this travel bug. Yeah. <laughs> I had a travel bug from day one. Matter of fact, uh, my first trip was to go to Switzerland. I have relatives in Switzerland and yeah. I was four years old. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I was accompanied, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, but growing up, so growing up, you went to school in Germany, but did you move around to other places for long periods or did you? No, I, I, I so the city I grew up, I went to school, but all my free time, any little money I had, I would go and go south, over the border, over the mountains, sleep in the car, go to Italy, yeah. Spain, France, Switzerland, you name it. And wow. I don't yeah. know, I had this urge to move. Yeah, yeah. So I bet when you were sort of around um, 16, 17, I bet you'd been to so many places compared to other kids your age. Could be, yeah. <laughs> It must have been if you were traveling like that. I mean, <laughs> to travel to travel like that in this country, um, I mean, you would you you'd go away with your parents, of course. But were you traveling when you got older, sort of in your teens, or what? What sort of age when you were traveling on your, you know, on your own without your parents? I think I started. I think I started like with sixteen and a half or seventeen. I was. I was out i actually i think i moved out i had my own little tiny flat at that age i was like i'm independent i'm yeah. gone <laughs> wow that's great and i yeah it was um and i had a boyfriend which had a car and we just go on trips yeah i think that's great because you get too many kids stuck at home i mean i love my kids but as soon as they're old enough i'm gonna kick them out uh <laughs> But it's good to get that independence at a young age, do you think? Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's, I learned, it opened my horizon. Matter of fact, I think um, traveling should be a mandatory thing in school, just taking some trips because it opens you up to other cultures and you become more accepting of different customs, skin, language, whatever you name it, you know. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, you're right. There should and be. the parents. Well, yeah, you're right. Though I mean, <laughs> when you when you when you speak to people, especially when they're a little bit older and they've never left this country. I mean, my 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 own parents had never left this country, uh, and you think, God, they missed out on so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe it was also a different generation. Mm, yeah, 
yeah. No, yeah probably i think we're just so much easier these days with going mm -hmm. on an airplane or anywhere it's so normal right i mean in europe you go on an airplane let's say it's a bus yeah you just hop yeah hop it is somewhere. yeah which is yeah which is a good thing so so how has the pandemic obviously hit you then because all of a sudden you can't travel i bet this is this year's hit you hard hasn't it well I must say I'm a very fortunate being. I have two passports. Right. So I have a US passport and I have a German passport. And um, because of that, I was able, I was, so in the beginning of the year in March, I came here for one week for my dad's birthday and then the pandemic hit. And then I stayed um, for actually two months because we all didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But so there was this travel ban from, you know, America didn't allow any Europeans in and Europe didn't allow any Americans. And so I sort of moved in between the rules because uh -huh. I was I was able to go back with my U.S. passport, which I did. Ah, so is your dad mm -hmm. German and your mum American then? No, no, I, uh, I lived in the U.S. Um, long enough now. So I had a visa. Well, we're getting, going right into my life story. I moved from Singapore to the US and I'm a photographer. I work in advertising and fashion. And so I decided after living in Singapore for six and a half years, I was like, oh, maybe I should go somewhere else. You know, travel bug again, yeah. moving around. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, hmm, maybe America is the ultimate dream. You know, as the thing in Europe, you're like, yeah. oh, America, we have this idea of what America, I guess, was. I don't know, you know, yeah. if it still is. But so I moved there and then I got a visa. And then I extended the visa. It was for special talent. And then you arrive, uh, you get a green card. And then once you have the green card, you actually can apply for a passport, which I did. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So going back then, obviously you're into photography. So you've got your travel bug um, and you want to travel. So you, li you leave school. Um, where did the photography thing come in? Was that something that came in while you were at school or after school? Or how did that work? It was always there. I also had my first camera when I was four years old. I, I, I was just something I wanted to do. But growing up in Germany with all the rules, yeah. you're not supposed to do those things, right? You're <laughs> supposed to have a proper job. Yeah. <laughs> so I studied uh, and started to study social law. And I was like, no, no, yeah. that is not for me. But um I think sometimes we have to do a little side tour in our life in order to realize what we actually want. Yeah. So that was that. And then um, uh, with my boyfriend at that time, we decided to move to Africa. So <laughs> Africa. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, <clears throat> he worked for uh, the German company Siemens. Are you familiar oh, yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah as telecommunication. So he, you know, when you apply as a young out of university person for overseas um, position, they give you the shittiest country there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was Nigeria. So right. we actually moved to Nigeria together. Oh, right. Yeah. And what was, so, and where did the photography come in? Well, where, where did it come making money for, for a living? 
So um, then being there, being curious and having this travel bug, I was like, oh my God, I just all these beautiful people, tribal people, right? And I just started taking pictures and it led uh, to um, an exhibit in the Munich Stock Exchange and the ambassador of Nigeria came. So, wow, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of was the beginning. Then I went into travel photography. Then we got upgraded. We moved to Indonesia. Yeah. It was like upgrade yeah. the country. It was amazing. And I traveled a lot there to resorts and did a lot of travel photography. And then um, fast forward, we split up and I decided to move to Singapore. And yeah. then I started um, taking pic portraits of uh, bankers and corporate lawyers and for annual reports. So yeah. So, so you've got, just, yeah. So one side is uh, your creative photography where you take pictures of everything you love. And now all of a sudden you're having to take pictures of corporate things that I would guess are pretty boring, uh, but you get paid for it. Is that right? That was, that's right. And it was actually interesting. Um, so that's another um, aspect of, maybe my personality. I love people right. and I love connecting. So when I, I met so many interesting people, you know, through that because I had to take pictures of them and spend some time. And it was the very interesting thing was also a lot of these guys, there was, it's such a, it was such a bankers. It's still, it still is, you can say it, a man oriented world, oh, run yeah. world. So there, there were some, always some funny moments because there would be like, and where's the photographer? Like, Me. <laughs> yeah. Is she just the tea lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's amazing. But so what it changed the dynamic so much because these guys would come in and be like, make it quick. I have three minutes, you know, I have other appointments and PR woman or man, whatever, you know, standing by. And you, have, you don't have much time. And then suddenly, I'm like, that's me. I'm the photographer. Suddenly, they had time. They sat with me. We chat. And they're like, wow, how did you get into this? And it was, it was very interesting to how they opened up. And suddenly, time fell away. And, you know, and I took all these photos of them. Yeah. Oh, I bet that's fine. I bet that felt fantastic. And I bet you got uh, such uh, really good photos because of that, that, you know, connecting with them means that when you do take the photos, they actually don't mind, you know, they don't mind it. And I suppose you get a truer picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that. So I realized that that was one of my gifts, connecting with people. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's what we're connecting right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, nah, right. Okay. So we fast forward. Um, so we're at San Francisco uh good old san francisco never been is it a beautiful place is it it's very beautiful yeah i'd love to go uh we did we, we were planning it we were going to plan san francisco then down to uh santa, uh, santa monica and all that That's along right. the along the coast um but we just never got around to doing it but we, we will do we will do now our children are a bit older because that that just sounds fantastic have you ever been along the coastal road down there so many times oh, i know this road way too well is it stunning 
Oh my God, it's amazing. It will be there waiting for you whenever you're ready. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, so obviously you're in San Francisco and, that, and then you sort of, things went a bit wrong, didn't they? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, so I lost my heart in San Francisco, <laughs> as the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did. And um, <clears throat> that was about four years ago. I went through... A crazy divorce yeah and but it was now in the hindsight the biggest gift I actually received yeah because yeah. you know life happens you get derailed you lose ourselves and I think it's that <clears throat> stage in our life sort of that midlife where we find ourselves in you know we don't go out party anymore that much or we have family and suddenly you know, things happen, yeah. burnouts. <clears throat> so it was, it was, um, it was um, heavy. I would say, I had a burn down and a phoenix rising. <laughs> but since I, you know, so it's a gift because I yeah. was like, literally there was the ashes, and I was like, hmm, who am I wanting to be? Who do I need to be? Who's you know, who who am I? Yeah. And it was a very painful but also amazingly beautiful process because you know it's like an alchemy there's so much nutrition and gold in the shadow and when mm. we have this ability to go and see the flip side of our shadow yeah then we can rebuild and rise yeah that's beautiful the way you put that and it is true i mean when people go through you know pain sometimes it's so difficult at the time to think this is going to get better. Uh, but one thing, and I interviewed quite a few people on this show about mental health and things like that, is it will get better. And you have to believe that. Um, and like you say, it's almost a beautiful thing because that pain, you turn that into a positive. And as you grow, you know, and as you grow, that's something that you, you, you can only learn by going through you know that that pain as as terrible as it is uh, and for some and for people like yourself it's it's life changing isn't it yeah it's it's um there's no shortcut and you really have to go through the tunnel yeah. and sit in it and marinate in it <laughs> and <laughs> you yeah. know as to give you a visual but then i think the moment you accept that that you really in the mud in the dirt and you know there were so many days and we're like okay today's just another useless day you know i feel shitty whatever but the moment you embrace that i think something magical happens yeah. it takes away the pressure because it's that acceptance mm, yeah. and sort of it you you become you get onto one plane with your shadow for lack yeah. of a better word, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So you've been through that um, and you come out the other side and you start thinking, right, this this is what I'm going to do in my life. Or there was, I know there was a turning point when you came back in 2017 to Germany. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, so, yeah. So what happened, I sort of gradually picked myself up and I don't know why it's these synchronicities life sometimes yeah, just throws happens. at you. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this um, article or um, so 
podcast I, I came across and it was about the title was what the dying can teach the living mm. and it's by uh, Frank Ortosevsky and I can share the link later with you mm. but yeah. it's just so I guess before, because I died I was so fascinated about death yeah. and um so I, I listened to this podcast and I got more fascinated about this. And next thing I know, I was going to Boulder, Colorado and becoming a certified end of life doula. Yeah. So now you ask, what the heck is an end of life doula? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so end of life doula, it's a fairly new um, profession. Let's call it that. So there is, you know, doulas who birth babies. And now there's doulas who help pass, help transition from form to formless when people die. So it's it's a <clears throat> uh, very heart opening um, occupation and process. Yeah. And I I I learned so much. I felt like I really needed to engage with the topic of death. Yeah. And so I did this, but then. I was like, I don't know, do I really want to work with the end of life? Really, that's yeah. not, not who I am. I'm, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe I need some more structure. What else is it? So I went and did a, a spiritual life coach training. Yeah. And then I thought, wow, this is it. I'm going to take all these tools and all this wisdom, whatever I have learned at the end of life and bring it to the right now, right here to you and me. Yeah. And yeah. then, because I think if we can engage on um, the topic of death in the now, <clears throat> we can actually live a more rich and authentic life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's an amazing journey if you think of it from where you've come from and then you've almost found your your calling now. Would you agree with that? I think I'm on this path and nothing can stop me. <laughs> I guess I can, I can guess that, Claudia, I can guess that. I mean, um, and it is a fascinating thing because uh, we all think about death and we all worry about death and I think the acceptance and being able to um, help people is amazing. Uh, I mean, I I love listening to um, Deepak uh, Chopra. He's a Chopra. he's a fasc fascinating guy, and it's he talks about obviously this is just you know this is just a body. There's so so much more consciousness. Um, and I think, you know, but people like yourself, you said when you first got into it, you thought, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But ultimately, you're serving people that, you know, are dying. It's such an important role, isn't it? And if you didn't do it, if no one did it, those people would be on their own, wouldn't they? And that would be awful. Yeah, I think we, you know, I think the olden days in tradition, when we go back into our tribal history, there was ritual, right? We had ritual to, 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 to go from form to formless. But in our modern Western world, we gave up those rituals. We gave up uh, community. We gave up the village. We gave up the family tradition. So, you know, we say, say in general, often find ourselves extremely lonely and alone. And then also in the moment of death, 
we maybe find ourselves under a neon light in a hospital room and yeah where's the integrity yeah where's the you know to 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 pass so i think we really need to bring back this conversation into the here and now and talk about it and take that uh taboo away from talking about this because it's actually an it's the most innocent beautiful process mm. there is you know we're born to die so it's it's okay we can talk about it yeah definitely definitely and the other thing is as well i know obviously you uh, practice yoga and meditation that's all sort of linked in isn't it because meditation fascinates me I, I really want to be able to meditate but I just I've tried and my mind just will not shut up but I'll get there one day I will get there tell us a little bit about that the meditation and the, and the yoga actually just because you said that about your mind has to shut up maybe your mind doesn't have to shut up it's yeah. i think the key is not to hold on to your thoughts mm. they can you can have a million thoughts and we all do i do everybody has even the biggest practitioners and you know debrak jobra he said he admits it he has thoughts it's just that we don't hold on to these thoughts they just go through whatever that thought is whatever random thing comes into our mind and it just goes out yeah just let it pass through without attaching to it and valuing valuing it and judging it i think that's the key yeah and so how does that link when you meditate and and do you is there a link there between does that make you feel better about uh end of life and dying because you when you meditate you feel outside of your own body is that tell us that about that i think meditation is a grounding practice we all should i you know invite everybody it doesn't need to do it doesn't need to be anything overwhelming it's just something like we could do for three minutes two minutes one minute even in the middle of the day on the when the, in the car on the traffic light it's just about breathing and we sort of really consciously breathe in and out and feel our body and respect our body and feel our belly and that's where our gut sits where our intuition sits and connect and ground and that is a form of meditation and when we do that i think we feel more connected with this world with our surrounding with nature with um other humans with animals you know with with the ground and that will make us just feel more whole do you, do you meditate daily, do you, Claudia? I do practices every day, yeah. I actually, I'm happy to share. I have a little morning ritual. Okay, and, let's do um, it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's nothing special, but even, you know, it's, it's, I think it's so essential because we all wake up and next thing we do, we wake up and then we grab our phone and we look. Yeah. And, you know, what's the latest news, Instagram, Facebook, you name yeah. But, uh, you know, so I, I put my, I have my phone away and I just wake up and I consciously think about my body. And then I put my hand on my heart and I say out loud, today I will hold myself in love. Today I will make this a good day, a beautiful day. I am in charge of this day. 
and you can say, you know, you say maybe twice, three times and you breathe in and you feel your body because, you know, we were just asleep out of, you know, away from our conscious mind. And then here we are. It's a gift that we can wake up into our body again, right? We take it for granted. Here we are. <laughs> well, go on then. So what's the first thing we say then? So uh, um, just, I, I say, um, today I hold myself in love today and you put your hand on your heart and it's such a if you really you know you close your eyes and you say today i hold myself in love today and i hold myself in love what's the next thing today i am in charge of this day i am in control of this day i am love I am in control. And how should we breathe in wise? Do you just breathe normal or is it deep breaths? You can do how you feel, but I would always, I take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Today, I hold myself in love. So I feel better already. <laughs> it's so powerful because it's really, you know, you can connect with your, with your heart, with your heart chakra. And I think there's something so, it's so simple, but, and you can do it everywhere you go. And maybe I think so for me and I I think we're all so stressed about what's going on yeah. right now in this world, right? With the pandemic, I, I wake up this way and it puts a little smile on my face. It makes me smile from the inside out, glowing, so to say. It's this yeah. energy. Yeah. And I go and meet my family and I feel grounded and I feel like I'm, I'm better weathered. I'm more like a tree to to take whatever this day may bring me because yeah. I think there's a lot of challenges we face. Yeah. And that's a good point because I'm a pretty happy person. You know, I'm always smiling and, and I, I try and be positive, but sometimes I think that I'd, I'd put that on sometimes because in the back of my mind, I could be stressed about something or worried about something else. And it, like you say, when you get up in the morning, it's just having those few minutes to yourself, isn't it? to just not think and just try and just, you know what I mean? This day and age, it's so easy. Like I say, pick your phone up, you're rushing out, you're rushing around. I'm terrible for that. I'm terrible for that. So I do, I do need to be better. I, I do know that. Um, and it will make me feel a lot, you know, a lot better in, in myself. Definitely. So it is, it is something I will crack eventually. <laughs> You know, and it's also only a minute. It's also this, this, this time and respect we gift ourselves because we, we, you know, we gift our phones so much time or so much yeah. presence. But I think we deserve that one or two minutes. And that's, that's, it, it's nothing in, in, in our day, but it makes the difference. 
It makes yeah. such a difference. Yeah, and I suggest that, you know, everybody starts small because that's another thing. You know, people are like, I'm going to be a meditator and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have, you know, 15, yeah. 20 minutes. And then yeah. people get overwhelmed and, you know, then you do it twice and then you're like, oh, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's something to do for life, not, not as a, it's not an accessory. I mean, I'd love to take up yoga as well. And I did try it once. But what I realized is I can't just, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it properly. And I know how difficult it is and you have to be doing it regular. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't want to do it and not give it the respect it deserves. So I think when I do take it up, I'll be ready to sort of change, change myself. Um, it's difficult. These things are difficult because you've got the ego, haven't you? You've got the ego saying you'll never do it. It'll never work. And it's like, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's so interesting um i want to uh, recommend actually a book have you heard of uh, james clear atomic habits oh no i haven't atomic no. habits no so um i love this book and yeah. um he wrote about how we form habits and how we let go of habits oh okay and yeah, and he's uh, and it says atomic habits because atomic is in tiny, tiny baby steps, atomic steps, right? Yeah. And so everything we start, good or bad, you know, we start on a small scale. Because if so, for instance, he he had a client and he talks about that client was overweight and wanted to go to the gym, and um, the the way he started was to go for two months just to the gym with his shoes and not allowed to work out because he needed to form the habit of yeah. going there. Yeah. And once he was in the habit of going, then he incrementally started to uh, do a little workout. Yeah. And that was became like a, such a success story. But, you yeah. know, it's with anything. We can transfer this to everything in our life. We're like, I'm going to do this. And then we're going to have these grand ideas how yeah. and what. Yeah, yeah, and then we think we fail. Yeah, but we don't. It's just that we overwhelm ourselves. Yeah, I think the problem is the way the world is um, is such a stressful. It goes so fast and it's so stressful. Uh, people go, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going," and they jump in at the deep end. I mean, the gym's a perfect example. Um, the amount of right. people that in New Year will go to the gym and say, right, you know, I've, I've put a load of weight on, I'm going to go to the gym, and they last a few weeks, and that's it. And it's all about, it's like you say, implementing these things for life and getting them into a routine so that you can stick with them, i.e., you know, everything that you've talked about, really. Yeah, I think, so it's, you know, we're coming back all around to the uh, meditation and the yoga practice in the morning. And that's, you know, we start tiny and then we feel we achieved something. Yeah. We feel we've accomplished something and we can be proud. And it's this incremental increase over periods of days or weeks and we become better and then we can slowly master it. And even that, it's an interpretation, you know, are we really becoming masters? It takes, yeah, you know, we don't have to be masters. The key is that we do it. Yeah. Just yeah. start. Yeah. Okay. Now, so where are you heading for the future then, Claudia? Where, what, what are you going to, what are you looking forward to? Or have you got more work abroad or what, what, what are you going to be up to? Um, well, 
that is an interesting question because <laughs> pandemic, you know, yeah. when if it's teaching us one thing is don't make any plans. Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, everything you plan, you sort of gets derailed of some form and way. Um, but grand big picture, I um, brought, will return to um, Venice Beach to LA where I live. Oh, no. Nice. And um, yeah, I just started applying uh, for a one year program with uh, Gabor Mate. He's a well respected drama and grief therapist oh, right, and okay. i'm going to study drama and grief therapy so wow so how does that how does that link in then so drama <laughs> and grief therapy <laughs> no i don't know i just i'm very fascinated <laughs> there's one well, thing okay go on no i no you should go on sorry well there's one thing about it he um, the teacher you said he must know a lot about humans and human nature to be able to teach drama and grief therapy um, yeah so two things but because you asked me why well I'm a very curious being so and I'm fascinated um, with the human psyche and brain yeah. so it, I felt like it just called me it felt like this is on my path and his philosophy, that's the second, his philosophy is that most trauma we experience or, you know, or depression, everything, every form of trauma we experience in our life is because we're not loved enough. So if we can bring love to the people who feel the pain, then we can change and heal a lot. For instance, we, you know, why do people do bad things? It's because of scarcity or because they grew up in a very bad environment, like in their childhood. But why did they grow up that way? Because they weren't loved enough. They didn't experience family. They, you know, they were pushed into whatever situation. So they, they are, and then they're put on that path. But if we can change that and um, instead of punishing I mean, um, this is general talk, yeah. obviously, individual yeah. stories. Yeah. But instead of punishing people more and putting them into cells, but re-educating them and helping them to work through their trauma and offering them new opportunities in their life, then, yeah. you know, we could make a better society or form a better society. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because it's fascinating what you say about love because it is true. Um, you can grow up... You know, we I didn't have much when we grew up and, and it, my mum looked after us, but she always loved us and gave us love. And you think you, does, it, you don't need money to love. You know, if you you got family, friends, you should always show some love. And if you don't, it can really, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing children not loved. No, there's nothing mm -hmm. on the planet, nothing worse. So if we can all make sure we give a bit more love, I think that would make a massive, massive difference to the world, don't you? Yeah, and you know, and there's no um, end to love. The more we give, the more we produce. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's abundant. Yeah, and it's not hard. It's not hard, is it? It's not. And sometimes it has an effect from, you know, the dad's dad might not have loved him so he didn't learn to love and then his children you know and it's changing that isn't it it's changing yeah. that, that that cycle 
but that's again where I feel like a lot of my work comes in and you know where I, I, I think I want to help people because the more we know the more we know about our inner self the more yeah. we can really identify you know why we are the way we are then we can really step into this authentic self or let go of this package we have been carrying around you know, maybe for centuries for uh, generations right it's ancestrous yeah. so we just can let it go and feel like wow i don't know i can let this go i can be light and yeah you know, and be more authentic and full of love now i always ask my guests <laughs> what's the best bit of advice you've ever been given or could give claudia Hmm. Well, I'm, I think I come back to the um, atomic habits. Oh, yeah. I think it's key to start. Any idea is useless unless you do it. Yeah. And I think if we start tiny, then you, we can feel we, we are on our way. And everything is practice. You know, it's just we also we should be gentle with ourselves, self-love, self-trust and knowing that we are on the right path. And I think that that's in these times right now of pandemic is more important than ever because the message is so clear. We need to change the way we live, right? We need to come back to ourselves and we need to go inward and really reassess our values maybe. Yeah, that's a great bit of advice. And I think with the pandemic, it has forced people to do, you know, a lot of people to sit back and think, um, which is a, which is a which can, which can only be a good thing. I, I know it's been an awful thing for people that have been affected, um, but you've got to take the positives away from it. And it's definitely, you know, we'll never get this time. A lot of people will never get this time again. So, you know, you've got to think, okay, you know, Stop running around, round the shops, trying to buy the latest Christmas present. <laughs> Just you know, it's home. all, it's true. It's all about distraction, right? If we don't, if we are not able to listen to our inner voices, we will t- distract ourselves as much as we can. Yeah. But we need to, uh, you know, pause and listen and actually befriend our inner voices. And maybe in the beginning that's scary, but then. You know, they're part of us. So it's okay. We just befriend them. Yeah. Now, I always ask my guests for a favorite. You've already said Atomic Habits, so you can't have that book. So what (sighs) other favorite? It can be a book, a TV show, a film, anything you want. Actually, so another good book I suggest um, people to poke around in, uh, Brini Brown. Have you heard of Brini Brown? No. Um, How do you spell that? Uh, it's B, like boy, R-E-N-E, and then brown. All right, okay. And she did a podcast, uh, not podcast, uh, sorry, excuse me, TED Talk. Um, All right. Listened by millions and millions of people or watched by millions of people, and it's about unvulnerability and shame. Right. Because um, shame is a very interesting um emotion i would say we carry we don't do things because of shame so she she's a scientist and a researcher and she breaks it down and it's incredible it's so accessible and she wrote several books and one of the or two books i also recommend and one is called um braving the wilderness yeah 
Braving the wilderness, and the yeah. other one is called Rising Strong. Rising Strong. And yeah, and I, I actually I love these books. I come back to them over and over. She has um, a podcast now as well where she invites just really interesting guests. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just a, a Google the name and you will find. Well, you didn't. You need to get on a podcast. You need to contact her and say, "Look, can I come on your show? Can you interview me? Because you're interesting." <laughs> yeah. Oh, she just had Barack Obama on her podcast. I don't yeah, so? <laughs> she's a whole different he's, only, he's, a, he's a human being. He's a human being, believe it or not. We're all human beings. I mean, he's, he's a pretty classy human being, but so are you. That's you, right. You know, he's got nothing on you. Now. Yeah. Uh, right, so that's another three books I've got to buy now. <laughs> I come in this Actually, I want to make one more recommendation. Oh, now, it's, it's just rounding, rounding up go our on. conversation. Yeah. Esther Burrell. Have you heard of Esther Burrell? No, I think And that she did TED Talk, and it's all about relationships in how do we, how are we with one another in the 21st century? What is modern love? And uh, she wrote a book, and that's called Mating in Captivity. Mating and in Captivity. And she's kept captivity because yeah. she talks about how we now, it's the first time ever, you know, before we had rearranged marriages and um, lovers, and there was maybe the elder in a village who we talked to, and now it's one person. Right. So it's a very thought-provoking book, but... Yeah. I highly recommend it. I love, I love people recommending books, but the problem is I've got a pile. <laughs> I've got a pile. <laughs> of them. But I will get through them because, uh, you know, they're, they're, for people that don't read, they should. I don't read enough. I know that. Um, but the TED Talks is a great one because even if you don't read the TED Talks, it's 15 minutes. It's only a short, short time, isn't it, that yep. they get to talk they're all on youtube um and there's yeah. some brilliant tech talks so i'll definitely definitely be looking out for them so thanks thanks yeah. for those recommendations that's brilliant okay now if people uh want to get in contact with you or um you know see what you're up to where where can they find you claudia well so my website that is permission to bloom coaching.com yeah, yeah. And then also Instagram, it's permission to bloom. It's with underscore in the permission underscore to underscore bloom. Yeah. And then if anybody wants to see my fabulous photography work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't see that anywhere. <laughs> it's my name. It's claudiagotzelman.com. And I don't know if you do show notes, but I can send you the links. Yeah, let me just have a look that. at. Um, I'm surprised I didn't because I was. I, I did want to try and find your um, photography, but I couldn't see it anywhere. So it's Claudia Goldman.com. Yeah, with O E. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, I'll try and find it. I'll do it afterwards because I did want to say um, 
Oh, no, it's, I can't find it for some reason. Damn you, Google. I will have a look, though. But yeah, what I'll do on the show notes, I'll put all, all the links to all that anyway. Um, well, look, Claudia, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. Really, really, I could, you know, we could stay on here all day, but unfortunately we can't. But, but definitely come back on the show next year um, and tell us what you're up to and wherever you're living. <laughs> <laughs> Or wherever you'll be, because I'm sure your journey is just going to carry on from strength to strength. Because you just, you just know, you know yourself, and you, you just, you know what I mean. You're going on the right path, and I think some of that, some of it's just luck, some of it's just inspiration. It's a bit of everything, isn't it? There's no right or wrong way about it. No, I think it's I, I really um, internalized trusting my journey. Yeah, and, trust your gut. Yeah, and it opened up so much. And yeah. I think that's my my parting word to yeah. your listeners to trusting yeah. our journey is key and we can relax into it because at the end it will all somehow work out if we follow our inner calling. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm sure, yeah, next time we interview, you'll be Venice Beach somewhere in the sun while I'm stuck here in the UK, raining. (laughs) That's right. We're going to record while I'm hanging out on the beach. No way. No way. You think (laughs) I'm sitting here watching you in the sun in Venice? No chance. (laughs) You make me sick. But no, no. Thanks ever so much for coming on, Claudia, today. And, uh, you know, you look after yourself. Take care. And uh, I'll speak soon. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No problem. Okay, that's it. Massive thanks again to Claudia for joining me today. And also for you listening or watching, if you're on YouTube, make sure you follow the podcast because coming up, like I say, over the next months, we're into 2021. I've got some brilliant interviews lined up. uh, And there's some extraordinary conversations and just life-affirming things that you might want to find out about or listen to. Uh, now, if you want to listen to it, it streams on the usual platforms, iTunes and Spotify, so please leave a rating on there and subscribe. It is important. Uh, to keep up to date, you can follow Facebook, which is My Way of Thinking Podcast. Also, I'm on Twitter, My Way of Thinking, with a three on the end instead of a G. And on Instagram is My what Podcast. Every week, I put the whole conversation on YouTube, uh, if you just put more Why Thinking podcast on there, it's also on there. If you want to see this pretty face. <laughs> and finally, if you do want to get in touch, you think you'll be a great guest or you think you know someone who'll be a great guest, then email me. It's more what podcast com. I really hope you enjoyed that. Like I say, I won't let you down. I've got some fantastic interviews coming up this year. So make sure you keep listening in. Um, until next time, happy new year. God bless. Speak soon.